Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, we focus our discussions on things that will challenge the way you think about workplace ministry and your life in Christ. And today, we've got a whole studio packed full of people. In fact, we got standing room only almost in the studio. Very unusual for the I Work For Him show. But I wanted to read this, this, this verse because it really sets the tone for today. From Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In our studio today, special guest, my friend Bob Cater, who gave me my first copy of Halftime. He's in studio. We've got Lori Hoffman with the Pocket Testament League. She's back to tell her whole story this time. And we've got Don, Pastor Don Hasse. Not Tallahassee, just Hasse. Pastor Don Hasse, he's from Temple Crest Baptist Church in here to share his testimony on how the Pocket Testament League has made an impact on his life. All of you, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Good to be here. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. I hope you all enjoy your stay here in this very exciting roundtable discussion. You know, it's very unusual. I have multiple people in the studio. I'm excited to have you all here. But, Bob, I'm just going to start the show with you because, you know, I tell people about you all the time. 
Because when you, you know, we met in our connection group back at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks the first weekend of August of 2003, right after you came to Christ. You and Deanna had come to Christ. You were, you were, I don't know if you were new into that connection group or relatively new into that connection group, but you greeted us with warm hearts and we became almost instant friends. And, and as we started talking, you knew, I, I remember joking with you, listen, I moved down here. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm kind of on my, own, my midlife crisis on my own time. I scheduled it. I sold everything. We moved down here for Martha's Health, and and we became friends, and you're in a different world than I am. You, you, you're a creative, you're a marketing guy, you're an incredible marketing guy, and so we don't have anything in common business skills-wise, because you're creative, you make things new, I just clean up messes. And for some reason, you gave me the book at halftime. You had read it, hadn't you? Uh, yeah, I had just read it, Jim, and uh, yeah, the, the day that we met you, that was our first day in that connection group. So and, what an incredible uh, God incident that was. And you said that was August, right? It was August and, of 2003. Uh, I had uh, chosen to follow Christ, accepted Christ, uh, Father's Day 2003, which would have been June 2003. So I was completely new, and... Um, as I recall, I think I had heard an interview on the radio about halftime, so I uh, rode away, I got the book, read it, loved it, and uh, I just had remembered that you had uh, invited me into your circle, a circle that was completely brand new to me, and uh, I think the uh, tagline to uh, halftime is from success to significance, right. and uh, I was very much uh, in the mode of trying to figure that out in my new life in Christ. Well, I got to tell you, so he gives me this book, January of 2004, and, and honestly, everybody listening out there today, and everybody listens to this eventually as a podcast, you know, that book was the beginning of an 11-year journey in my life. Of I, I read that book, and I said, Lord, I don't want to pursue a life of success. I'm a young guy. I was 37 at the time. I'm like, I, I've, I've already owned my own businesses. I've owned several that's fine. I want to lead a life of significance. I don't care about fame and fortune. I just want to lead a life of significance. And that book, which I have now taken, I have now taken 50 or 60 people through that book. Um, that book shaped my paradigm. It shifted my paradigm. So I think that's what we, that was the common ground that we had. Although we had personality differences, I was very much in the mode of trying to figure out what, uh, what I could do of significance. Uh, when I came to Christ uh, on Father's Day, it was a sermon that really challenged me to uh, ask the question, you know, am, am, I, am I doing everything I can as a husband, as a father, as a son of my earthly father as well as my heavenly father, although I, I hadn't realized that until the time. And uh, so for me, I was, I was really searching for uh, what, what, uh, what should I do, what could I do, what what significance can I contribute to uh, to God's world? It was a brand new world to me, and like I said, I was very much just trying to figure that out, and you were very much a mentor to me uh, at that infancy in my life. Mm. Well, it was a privilege. We, we taught each other both a lot of things. I just wanted my audience to meet you, Bob, because when I share my story, and I share my story a lot, I mean, I have shared my testimony hundreds and hundreds of times in Tampa Bay and every time I start that testimony I start with talking about and my friend Bob gave me a copy of Halftime and my life has never been the same. So thank you Bob. Everybody out there listening needs to thank Bob Cater. You could all say it in unison because the I Work For Him show I don't think it would exist if not for this man to my left. Thank you Jim. 
You know, Lori, we, we scheduled this show months ago. You were in here. You, you came in as a guest one time. I had Ross Harrapin here with C12 Tampa Bay. And uh, and and he goes, Jim, can I bring along a friend? I'm like, well, sure, bring along a friend. And that was the day I got to meet you. I'm like, oh, we got to bring Lori back because right. it was we barely got any time. And, now, and it was just in this last couple of months that I realized, wow. Now, I've been hearing about the Pocket Testament League for a very long time, but I didn't until I had you on the show. And I got my phone call from my father-in-law afterwards that I realized, that's why I've been hearing about the Pocket Testament League. My father-in-law has been a member, I don't know how long, but he's been telling me about it, but I never realized it. But let, let's just start off, you know, how's Christ working in your life today? Well, uh, thanks for having me back on the show. Well, you're very welcome. I'm glad, glad you came. Have, I'm glad to have Don here, too, and I want him to share a little bit with your audience about how he uses the Pocket Testaments. But God's been working really in ama- amazing ways. You know, um, I come from a business background, too, and I... For many years, like maybe some of your listeners thought that, you know, the business side of my life was separate from my Christian walk. And I looked for ways to share my faith, but it seemed kind of awkward and weird to talk about the Lord with your employer, with your colleagues. And so for a long time, I just really struggled with that. But in the last couple of decades, there's been a movement and, you know, you're part of that. And um, it's really encouraged me to share my faith in more bold ways, not just in the business world, but, you know, as I go throughout my life, as I buy and sell things or um, talk with people who are business folks uh, just in the course of my everyday. And so the, the thing that Lord's really doing in my life is, is teaching me how to share my faith in every situation. And that's why I love the Pocket Testament League is because it's given me the ability to do it in a very winsome and very practical way. Mm. Yeah, and, and I have really in the last... 10 or 11 years to learn how to share my testimony. But what what I learned, because of beating my head against the, the wall in Minnesota with, with people, it was very, very difficult to share my testimony up there. But down here, as I learned that I got to stop trying to argue with people about Christ and just share how Christ has made an impact in my life. Right. And then, and then what I do, and again, before I knew about the Pocket Testament League, I always said, okay, we've had a conversation. Here's my challenge to you. Uh, and I said, I, I want you to... Um, I'm, I'm going to go get you a Bible. I'm going to get you a Bible, and I want you to read the book of John, and then we have a conversation in a week. And so I give somebody a Bible, and I follow back up with them in a week and say, okay, what did you learn about Jesus? And, and so I was always the book of John. So I just think it's hilarious that all along I could have been a member of the Pocket Testament League, but I've spent a lot more money on Bibles. <laughs> Honestly, a lot more money on Bibles. All right, That's so not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's a great thing. Listen, Don, we, we have a couple minutes before the break. I want to at least get started with, with why Lori brought you in here. Don, you're, you're a pastor at Temple Crest Baptist Church in Tampa. Why are you here? Well, she invited me, and I'm excited to share how the Pocket Testament has impacted my life. And it's given me another tool to present the truth of the Word of God to people. Many people don't read the book, the Bible. And as an example, I'll walk through a grocery line just because there's somebody standing there and they're swiping my items and it's a mindless job. So I ask them, hey, do you like to read? What do you like to read? And they tell me what they like to read. I say, have you ever read the book of John? Many times. I'd say at least 25% of the time they'll say no. So if they've not read the book of John, there's a good chance they don't know the Lord. And my philosophy is this. If they don't have it, they can't read it. And if they do have it, they might read it. Right. It's a seed plant. In Luke 8.11, the Bible says the seed is the word of God. And we are only responsible to plant that seed. God is the one that causes the growth. So I enjoy planting the seed. Great covers. Great ministry behind the book with the online tools and so 
Well, and it's and it's this. I call it my secret weapon because if you can get somebody to read the scriptures, <laughs> I don't tell them this ahead of time. I don't tell them about my secret. I tell them after they come to Christ. I always tell them, listen, the, the power of the scriptures. You can't read the Book of John and come away going, yeah, Jesus was just a good teacher. No, no, no. You have to face. You have to come face to face with the Savior and Lord of the universe. In the book of John. Jesus doesn't leave anything on the table there. All right, we just got started talking with Lori Hoffman, Vice President of the Pocket Testament League, about what Pocket Testament League is all about. But we took it aside and started talking with Pastor Don Hassey about how the Pocket Testament League made an impact in his walk with Christ. Go ahead, Don. Well, Jim, I learned about the Pocket Testament League at a breakfast at um, out in Brandon. I was there, I showed up, and every placemat had a pocket testament with different covers laying there. And I picked it up and I looked at it and I said, ooh, this is interesting. It has the Bridge of Life diagram inside, which I've used, and it's a great way to present the gospel. And then I looked and I said, whoa, it's the whole book of John. Now, I'm a track guy. I love gospel tracks because it's a great way to open up a conversation. And mm-hmm. I'll say to people a lot of times, hey, did you get one of these? And they'll look at it and say, what is it? And we'll talk. And then I'll ask them, the other key question I use is, what do you understand it takes for a person to go to heaven? So they, we talk about that. But when I saw the book of John, and uh, my first thought was, how many of these can I walk away with today? <laughs> and so I found out that Rick LaCour at the time was representing, and he said, sure, you can take 10 or 12. And so I probably took 15 and um, found out all about it, signed up, got my first 30, ended up becoming a speaker rep. And I really enjoyed the ministry not just because of the Book of John, because of the online tools. They have a boot camp. It's a seven-lesson boot camp. And I recommend everybody going and joining and doing the boot camp. It's all free. And you will be challenged to present the gospel in different scenarios. So that is one of the great ways the league has challenged me. And uh, when I became a Christian, I knew something was different. I didn't know what to say to anybody. But I knew I knew something that most people didn't. And uh, my first thought was, how do you tell people about the Lord? What do you say? Um, Twenty years later, I run in the Pocket Testament League and say, actually, I don't have to say anything. What I need to do is give them the book that has the power to change their life. You know, you, you mentioned a, a phrase earlier about you know, maybe getting a conversation which you have to argue your point or present things. And I heard an interesting phrase by a great theologian. I don't remember his name. But he said, you defend the gospel like you defend a lion. You don't defend a lion. You turn him loose. Mm. And when you give him the book of John, you've turned the word of God loose. Um, you know, a lot of times when I have the conversation with people, I always say, you know, uh, people say, well, I believe in God. I'm like, well, that's cool. That's cool. What do you think about Jesus? I mean, to you, who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because that's really the turning point. I mean, if you really look at the conversations that we get to have, people, everybody's got their idea about God. But Jesus is the, that's the delineating factor when you figure out, well, who is Jesus? So, uh, and and that's it. That's what the book of John does. The book of John in there, Jesus says multiple times, I'm God. I'm God. I'm God. I'm God. Hey, by the way, I'm God. I'm God. Doesn't leave the option for good guy. He's either the son of God or he's a lunatic, but he's not a good guy because good guys don't lie, and he claimed to be God. So you got two choices, but you can't read the book of John without a change in your life. All right, I've got on the line my father-in-law, Ted Haynes. Ted, thank you so much for calling in to the I Work For Him show. 
Well, thank you for taking my call, Jim. Well, uh, I, I was excited when I heard you open up with uh, John uh, 116. Uh, I'm wearing a rice band right now that has John 116 written on it. Our pastor uh, uh, gave a, quite a great sermon. Uh, here I'm in Fort Myers. Uh, great, great sermon. And, uh, and challenged us to wear this wristband and to share Jesus Christ with everybody. So it was kind of neat that you opened that way. And uh, I, I, I'm very fond of the talk at Testimony again, but... So here I am. Well, so tell me, tell me how you found out about the pocket testimony because it wasn't until I had Lori on a couple of months ago that I even found out that you were a member of the Pocket Testament League when you were trying to score all my free copies, and and I realized this is something you've been doing for a long time. And so, uh, how did you get introduced to the Pocket Testament League, and how has it been instrumental in your life in telling people about Christ? Well, uh, getting into uh, I, I belonged to CBMC Christian Businessman Association uh, a long time ago when uh, when I, I was uh, in business in Illinois, and uh, I'm sure that's where I, I first heard about them. And um, I, I've been carrying them for quite a while. I, I just got a new batch, and um, when I was looking through the, um, the, the 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 offerings, I found one that you all, they offer that is. Uh, Bilingual. In other words, it's the, the left side is English, the right side is Spanish. And in our market, there are so many uh, Hispanic uh, folks that it, it's uh, opened up a new opportunity for me. Um, but I, I'll, talk, I'll talk about it and give you a break. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I really want to. Now, how have you been able to, I mean, you're, you pull one in your pocket each and every day, which is the whole idea behind the pocket testament league. You grab one, you put it in your pocket, and you wait for a God-given incidence or, or a, 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 a divine appointment. How, I mean, talk, talk about one of those divine appointments. Okay. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm a veteran of the Korean War, and um, I, I currently uh, have made up a bunch of uh, stars that were on flags that have been flown over residents and are no longer useful. You know, they become weather-afraid. And I put them in a little uh, business card-sized plastic bag with a note thanking uh, military people for Mm -hmm. having served. I I say, your comrade-in-arms, Ted Ames, Korean uh, veteran. And in it, I also have some other tracks here about the American flag and a uh, another um, card about uh, uh, spiritual things and w- when most of the military people that receive this from me are, are usually very touched because it brings back a, a flood of memories uh, from their war experience and then then we have an opportunity to talk about Christ and I, I said have you ever read the book of John and sometimes they'll say well yeah I'm a Christian or sometimes they'll kind of look at me like they don't know what I'm talking about I take one out and I said, "Do you mind if I give this to you?" And and they looked through it. I just I just was in Walmart just now. I was actually looking at some ammunition. Uh, don't mean to shock any of your your clients. Oh no! Uh, don't shock them. Are you kidding? You, everybody needs to armor up. Are you kidding? Let's go. <laughs> uh, but but there was a guy came up and he had a Marine hat a uh, hat that said uh, Marine Corps. And I I asked him where he served and he served in Vietnam. And I gave this with to him, and usually uh, it's a little sealed, like a little uh, Ziploc bag type of bag that I use. And the, the man opened it up. He, he looked at the star. It fell out of his hands, and he it fell on his shoe. And he said, "Oh, I can't let that touch the floor." And then he read read everything that I put in there in front of me. 
And then I gave him the book of John, and he was extremely grateful. And, uh, in fact, I, uh, I ran out of book of John today. I was uh, in Lowe's. I gave one away, and I was then I went to uh, Walmart and gave another one. But I keep a stash of in my, my glove box, my console, and in the little pocket on the left-hand side of my door. So... Um, I, I just got a shipment of them day before yesterday, and it was just Spanish-English translation. And I think that's something that really, in this area particularly, where we have a great opportunity because you have people working in your yard, uh, you come in contact with people who speak Spanish almost daily. And here, they actually, the neat thing about this, they can actually learn a little English when they look at the English-Spanish, mm. and it's, you know, here I'm looking at chapter 10, and it's it's like word for word, and my Spanish is very poor, but I can see that it's translated <laughs> as literally, you know, you back and forth that you can, but of course there's certain things that happen in Spanish. That, well, you know the uh, word for chicken. I know you know the word for chicken in Spanish. <laughs> What's that oh, word, Tim? Oh, huevo. Actually, that's the word no, for no, egg. I thought, oh, the egg, I thought, what was the one? Uh, you use it in Venezuela, I know it. Yeah. Is it more like, isn't that what you're trying to do? Okay. All right. Now, Lori, you've got a special gift for my father-in-law. I do. I'm going to send him some Gospels. Is that what you're wow. talking about? That's right. We talked about doing that. That's we're right. so We're so proud of you, Ted. I've never met you, but I love you because I know you love the Word of God, and I'm so thankful of your faithfulness just to put one in your, you know, on your, on your person, either in your pocket or in your car every day and just make it the life practice to give one out as the Lord gives opportunity. I'm so proud of you and thankful for you, Ted. Thank you. I share the story briefly with, uh, you know, they ask for comments and testimonies on your website, and I noticed the next day that they republished what I typed in there sure. about what I just oh. shared with you. Sure. Well, that's awesome. You keep doing that. Ted Haynes, my father-in-law for 28 and a half years. He's had to put up with me for over 32 years being part of the family. But thank you, Ted, for being a godly example of my life, encouraging me all the time, being a great entrepreneur example, and also for being an example of what a great Pocket Testament League member so looks, looks and sounds like each and every day. Ted, thanks for calling into the show. God bless you. Take care. All right, Lori. As we close out this segment, you know, I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about what the the average Pocket Testament League member. What's the deal? What are they supposed to do? Just describe that here. You got you know you got all of you know forty seconds. Okay. Well, Ted was uh, a good example, and so is Don. Uh, when a person becomes a member of the Pocket Testament League, it's free. Keep that in mind. They just make a, a covenant between them and the Lord to one read the Word on a regular basis, two, to carry the Word of God with them, and three, to pray for opportunity to share it as the Lord, you know, brings people into their path. And so it's a re-carry-share commitment. And, you know, a lot of our members, Jim, um, they like to access the free resources that Don was referencing. Many of them do order Gospels like your father-in-law and and give them out. And then some people just underwrite other people's Gospel orders. So what we like to do is just give people the freedom to kind of get involved at the level that they want to get involved. And then that way they can just uh, continue to grow in the Lord. All right, in studio today, we have my very good friend, Bob Cater. And I'll tell you a story in just a second. We've got Pastor Don Hassian from Temple Crest Baptist Church, talking about the impact that Pocket Testament League's made in his life. And we've got Lori Hoffman from the Pocket Testament League here representing it. You missed, if you missed the last half hour, you missed a call in from my father-in-law who's been a member of the Pocket Testament League, I think he just said, for over 30 years. I'm sure. Unbelievable. Sure. So, Bob, you're in town today, and, and, and I wanted everybody to know what a huge impact you've made in my life by following the Lord's leading and giving me the book Halftime. 
And that book that I read in January 2004 really laid the way for me to be open to the calling to radio. But and I wanted to say thank you in front of thousands of people. Maybe there's only five people listening. Well, for sure we got one. Two, we have five people listening right now. So for sure we got five people listening. But I want to thank you for li- allowing the Lord to lead you in that. But even more than that, the amazing things I've seen God do in your life the last decade in in participating in both of your folks on their deathbed mm-hmm. coming to Christ. Yeah. And what a powerful testimony that is, you know, being that you being new in Christ as your parents got older and, and having the opportunity to, to be there as they're dying and for them both to put their faith in Christ on their deathbed many years apart. Uh, what an incredible, incredible privilege that was. It was, Jim. Uh, as you know, it was September 7th when my dad uh, passed away just uh, this fall. And uh, for me, that was significant. I, I see that as uh, very much a part of my spiritual maturity, that event taking place. And uh, even uh, the week prior to his passing, just sitting in the hospital with him, just uh, praying to God, saying, uh, okay, what, what do I do right now? What shall I do? And uh, for me, it was significant because I didn't do a thing. I just I just showed up to be with him, and uh, God did the rest, really. And uh, when my dad said to me, "I just don't understand," I didn't. I don't really know what he meant by that. He said that several times, and I really I I didn't. Plan what I'm a planner, right? So I he is I, I, uh, completely I, retentive, and his had, clothing is perfectly ironed. I tried to plan my dad's salvation many, many times, but uh, and sh- you share your testimony with your dad dozens of times. Well, so he he very he was very very respectful of of uh, my relationship with Christ. Was proud of me for that, but he had said several times, "Hey, it's just not for me." And uh, but at the moment when he said, "I just don't understand." Um, and I didn't really, he had to understand everything. He was very analytical. He was an engineer. And uh, after several times trying to um, trying to ask him, what do you mean you don't understand, I, um, I reflected on with him. I said, well, remember when Pastor Rob came in and he prayed with us, our friend Rob Beswetherick mm-hmm. prayed with us. You know, he, he prayed that you would, you would just know the Lord. And uh, I said, Dad, what? Just ask God and just say, I want to know you. And I, I said that you'll know everything. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll understand everything uh, if you just ask him. Uh, just tell him you want to know him. And uh, after a few minutes of silence and uh, my dad's faculties were kind of uh, uh, going, uh, he he looked up at me and he said, done. <laughs> and uh, like I said, he was a very black, as you know, a black and very black. He made me look like uh, I'm not even black and white. So uh, I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, done again. And I, I said, do you mean you prayed to God that you want to know him? And and he said, done. And, uh, and that gave me uh, the greatest peace of my life that I've had so far. Mm. And uh, I, it did just as much for me 
uh, in that moment as as I think it did for him. I know that it did for him. So. Mm. Now, Warren Cater was a great man, and to see him submit his life to Christ, even on his deathbed, was fan- it's just fantastic. It's a great story. Now, you're in town. Just We, we thought we, we'd do free advertising today. You know, Bob's dad left behind, for Bob, a, a 2005? 2004. Cadillac DeVille. What year, though? <laughs> You know I think it's, it's an 05. I, I think it's know. a 2005 Cadillac Sedan DeVille, or, or just DeVille, or whatever it is, with 40,000 miles on it. I'm going to help liquidate it. So if you know somebody out there needs a great car, just email me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. I've got a great car. We're, we're thinking about 8000 bucks for a car with 40,000 miles on a Cadillac. It's got air-conditioned seats. So, Bob, while I'm trying to help you sell it, I'm going to drive around with those air-conditioned seats because I think that is the coolest thing God's ever created in the whole world. So, Bob, thanks for being on the I Work For Him show, and thank you for making an impact, a huge impact impact on my life. Thank you, Jim. Likewise. Right. Uh, well, you're, you're welcome. You know, Pastor Don Hassey, you, you've been a member of the Pocket Testament League for how long? Oh, five. Wow. Almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Talk, just give me one, just one scenario where you've given away a, a testament and, and maybe you got to hear the follow-up. You got to find the person again and you heard it and say, hey, that testament that you gave me changed my life. Well, that's a great question and great scenario. I'll tell you one that's almost like that. Okay. I was at the Center Club in Tampa at the West Shore and Kennedy, and I walked in, laid at the front desk, uh, was there, and we, I was waiting for a meeting, and so I decided just to give her the rose-covered gospel. And I asked her, has anybody given you a rose today? And she said no. So I presented the rose. I gave it to her, talked a little bit, and, and on we went. Uh, approximately two years later, I was at... Um, Currently, it's uh, Emerald Greens. It's uh, formerly Carrollwood Country Club. I w- was walking into a golf scram where I said to myself, the first person I see, I'm going to give a book of John. So I walk up, front desk, lady sitting there. She looks up. I said, uh, did you get one of these? She said, didn't you give me one of those a couple of years ago? Same lady. I said, wow. Did you happen to read it? A little conviction here, right? She goes, no. I said, well, you she was honest. Will you read this one? She goes, sure. And I'm thinking to myself, God's pursuing you, not me, you know? Uh, and and so she uh, she took it. The, um, the impact that I've seen from someone reading it probably happened within a two and a half hour time frame because I was on a plane going to Indiana. I was traveling, and I was in school at the time, and I needed to read. And I was sitting next to a gentleman, and normally I love to talk, and I thought to myself, I can't talk on this plane. i got to read. So I thought, you know what? Maybe he'll read, too. So I gave him a book of John. Great guy from Hamilton County, Ohio. Actually, I was going to Ohio at the time, so that's why he was going that way. And um, I gave him the book. By the time we got his our drinks, he was in Chapter 8. Okay, uh, He finished the book. So we're landing, and, and so I said to him, I said, he'd just gotten off a cruise from, from uh, going to the Caribbean, and, and we had chatted a little bit about that, and I said, well, what did you think of the book? Is it a good book. It was good. I said, no, really, what did you think? And he's a short of words, and uh, we didn't talk a lot about it, but he said, uh, well, he finally believed. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the guy, he finally believed, Thomas. I know he finished the book, because that took time for that to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't think I've seen the privilege of someone reading the book and coming back to me and saying, thank you for giving me the book of John. Um, One other quick story I have to share. I was in the neighborhood canvassing, walking around. This has been some years ago. I've been pastoring since 07, so probably 08. It's been real recent 
after I was pastoring. And saw a gentleman, young guy, cutting the grass, knocked on the door. Uh, nobody answered. I went around and stopped him. He was cutting grass and decided to give him a book of John. And he had stopped cutting. Um, I, I asked him the question, what he thought it took to go to heaven. And he didn't know. It was clear. And so I walked him through the the gospel. I got to the bridge to life where it says, you know, do you think you're lost or saved? He pointed to the middle and he said, is there anything in between? Mm-hmm. I said, no. He says, I think I'm lost. Mm-hmm. He ended up praying to receive Christ that day. Now see, that's that's an incredible story. And that's just being looking for those God-appointed incidences, or as we like to call them, divine appointments. Lori, as, as the Pocket Testament League was started by one of my favorite chocolate manufacturers, Cadbury Chocolate, Yum. little Miss Cadbury, she was 12 years old. Yes. It, it, was it 1890? 1893. 1893. Yeah. yeah, she was 12 years old when she went to a community, uh, I guess a community revival, and she got saved. And she wanted to share it with all her classmates. She wanted to share Jesus with her classmates. And she uh, she only had the family Bible. That's kind of awkward to take. To Back then, the yeah. family Bibles weighed they 40 or 50 big. pounds. Yeah. Right. Ellen Cadbury was the granddaughter of the guy that founded Cadbury Chocolate. So she got saved, wanted to share her faith with her friends, and um, her dad actually printed up some scriptures on the company printing press, and she and her girlfriends sewed pockets on their dresses, and they would slip those scriptures in their pockets, and on the way to school, they, she'd pray. She'd say, Lord, please send me one person to share these scriptures with today. And of course, you know, that's a prayer that the Lord loves to answer. Amen. And so he did. Yes, he does. And one by one, she shared the, script, the, the gospel, and they all got saved. I just for, I just remembered something. We have an offer to give away the incense. Yes, we need I'm, to. I'm sorry. Okay, listen. We're going to give away two packets of 30 pocket testaments to the first two callers that call into the studio line. And I'm sorry. We had such a great conversation. I forgot. You need to call in right now. We're running out of time. 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. Call in. Get 30 pocket testaments for you to give away and become a part of the Pocket Testament League. 855-265-2929. You've got to call now, Todd. They need to call now because we can't wait for them to read the book, can we, buddy? No. They can't wait for... No, we got to... No, Todd, we have to let them read the book. Don't wait for the movie. Don't wait for the movie. Read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, welcome back. Okay, one line's already ringing with somebody calling for the pocket testaments. If it's my father-in-law, he can't have any more than 30. But we got two more. We've got two sets of 30 pocket testaments. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, and you can become part of the Pocket Testament League. Okay, Lori, I'm sorry. I interrupted you, but all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, we haven't given away anything yet. We hadn't. Okay, all right. So she, the, this Helen Cadbury, the granddaughter of Mr. Cadbury, who, well, by the way, the the... the the Cadbury eggs that you brought. Right. Are those from Easter last year? Yeah. They are. I knew it. I, I knew it. I didn't help it. I didn't I have time did. to get them. I, anyway, yeah. I thought they felt a little hard. Yeah. Well, but they, they still tasted really good. They are. They're delicious. <laughs> but as I wanted to share with your audience, the, the cool thing was this little group of new Christians, they called themselves the Pocket Testament League. That's the name they called themselves in 1893, and that's just stock. And to this day, the League's mission is to help Christians to read God's Word, to carry it with them, and to share it as the Lord gives opportunity. 
Isn't that awesome? It is awesome. It is awesome. Okay, so let's just talk about because we're running out of time. Let's talk about and, and, and Todd. The phones are ringing. You got somebody else? Put them on hold, Todd. Don't don't miss them. Uh, the 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 whole idea behind the pocket testament is for people to go and, and, and get thirty of them. You're saying they can sign up for the pocket testament league, and if they've got the money, they can get thirty of them for how much? Well, here's the thing. I know you'll give them away for free. We, we do. I so know. you know, to become. But if somebody member, wants to make a donation, well, they can. Okay. They can make a donation, and I think when you when you order thirty. You are asked if you'd like to make a suggested donation of 20. But here's the thing. A lot of the folks that order these Gospels, at least half, they, they really they, they can't afford to make a contribution, so we send it to them anyway. We put them into our sponsorship program, and sponsors all over the world underwrite those Gospel orders. And so it's a partnership of someone underwriting the order, and then those who have the evangelist, the personal evangelism heart, then they can go out and share those gospels. So it's really, it's a it's a marvelous methodology. All right, so let's talk about the practical of this. The practical, the tactical, the, what did I say? Practical, tactical, factual, and biblical. Okay, in the workplace, with a pocket testament. That's what I want to talk about. So we all participate in this. It, it, Todd doesn't know how to put somebody on hold and take pick somebody up. Okay, we got oh, I'm giving him a hard time now. Oh, now the phones are ringing. They are really ringing. It's awesome. We'll give away as many as we can, Todd. Don't worry. Um, okay, so the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the, and the biblical. How do we... Um, how do we use the pocket testament on a daily basis with our customers, our employees, our vendors? Right. Well, I, you know, I think that Don could probably speak to this as well as I can, and and many of your league listener, pocket, pocket testament league members who are listening today. But again, it's so simple that if you're a business person and you have a a, mar- a workplace, a lot of people don't consider themselves a business person, but if you have a job, all you have to do is just stick that. Gospel of John in your purse, in your briefcase, in your pocket, your back pocket, your coat pocket, and just pray and ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to share it with somebody. And He's faithful to do that. And as Don said, there's a lot of different ways to do that. A lot of times I'll just say, Hey, I'd like to, you know, this gift is for you. This book changed my life, and I'd love for you to have an opportunity to read it yourself. I mean, mm. that's simple. Powerful. And it is so true. You can't read the book of John. You can't. If you give the book of John to somebody, their life will never be never the, the same. same. Never the same. That what, that's what's so powerful. I want to thank Todd T. Riley. He's been taking phone calls. They're ringing off the hook. I like, we've, we've given away all the pocket testaments for today. Just so you know, thanks for calling in, listeners. I can't wait to get all your names. You, we'll get the stuff sent out to you in the next couple of days when Lori gets back to her headquarters. All right, so... They, they get a pocket test, they put it in, they just pray for that divine appointment each and every day. Yeah, that's it's, it's really simple. And the neat thing about it, which I love, is that when you become a member of the Pocket Testament League, you get a membership number. And so when you get your Gospels in the mail, there's labels, and your membership number's on those labels. And you put them at the back of the Gospel, and as you give those Gospels out, for all the years to come, just like Ted does for 30 years, those that membership number ties back to your email or to your physical address. So you actually get a chance to see and read firsthand how other people's lives are being changed by the Gospels that the Lord's allowing you to sow. Mm. It's an amazing opportunity. So in the workplace, you know, you have one with you, you notice an employee is down and out or somebody that works for you or you work for them, but you notice that today they're just not the same as they normally have been. And, and that's an opportunity. That's an open. You're on the phone with the customer. Uh, that that's an open. The, the, a lot of times, and I was in the insurance business for a long time, customers are just sharing their woes. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Have you ever read the book of John? Can I send one to you? Would that be okay? I mean, to, to start that conversation, when you're, like like Pastor Don said, you know, you're in the grocery store line. You're, you know, the, the people that are serving you each and every day. But back in the workplace, it's your customers, your vendors, your employees, your bosses. Those people look for opportunities just to say, hey, 
Can, have you ever experienced reading this? Because they're all, most everybody in the United States will say they believe in God. Most everybody. You know, 80% of people, 75 or 80% will say that. But it's the Jesus factor. Mm-hmm. They, they, they may say, well, I believe in God, but the whole Jesus thing, I'm not sure about that. Why? Well, listen, would you be willing to read a book and form your opinion after reading that book? Mm-hmm. Because that's really, that's the key. And it's almost like a trick. Only it's not a trick. It's the power of the gospel because there's so much power in the book of John. People can't deny who God is after they get through the book of John. Right. Well, I want to share just really quickly. I was Please on the do. phone with a businessman down in um, Dallas just yesterday, and he said that he's been sending out these pocket testaments with his invoices. And mm-hmm. they had a man call their company in tears. He had gotten the invoice from this company and the pocket testament of the book of John, and he was undone. He was just like, thank you so much for sending this gospel. I can't believe that you all have put your Christian values out there. He says, I, I just love this. So that's kind of a neat thing to be able to do as an employer. Laura, there's so many stories. I'd like to thank Jim calling in from Indiana and Rick from Tampa for calling in and winning the Pocket Testaments. That's just awesome. I appreciate it so very, very much. Hey, we've come to another end of another I Work For Him show. Tomorrow night, we're live at the 24th Annual Suncoast Jazz Classic at the Sheraton Sand Key. That's right. I'll be wearing Bermuda shorts and a Hawaiian shirt doing the I Work For Him show. We're going to be interviewing some organizers and musicians about their faith in Christ and how that's impacting their work. Don't miss that. It'll be the most unusual show I've done to date, for sure. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.